Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked in, ready to go. Episode 199 and the road to episode 200. Uh, we thank you guys for being with us every step of the way. Uh, really appreciate all the support. Got some surprises for you next week. Some some new stuff debuting next week, which we're really excited about. So stay tuned for that. Um, let's make episode 200 our most downloaded episode too let's do that but episode 199 day we got some stuff to go over we got week one nfl overreactions mike's losing his mind over here he's got hot takes galore i don't know <laughs> he's looking and like you he won't looks, know he's like he's it. like oh, i do no <laughs> we got michigan I'll come state. Up with something. we got michigan state on the upset loss to washington um and we got some rustin to go over we got the nxt rebranding and we have aew grand slam to preview normally we don't preview individual dynamites but this is a pretty big one, so we figured we'd take some time to highlight it a little bit as we kind of go into football mode here where basically all of our discussions are based upon the NFL. Uh, but, Mike, let's just jump in here. Let's talk Sparty first here. They take the loss in Washington, 39-28. Um, you know, the 11th team in the country, right? Michigan State was going into this game. Uh, at one point, I think the score was 39-14. to So mm-hmm. it, it, it got ugly for Michigan State early and often. Um, talk to me a little bit about the fallout of this game. Are you shocked by the result? Um, you, you know anything really? Because watching this game start to finish, it was not was not the day for Michigan State. No, this this, this, this was not the game that you no. really wanted for this team. Um, <laughs> first half, literally the first quarter and a half. I think they had a total of sixteen yards through their first. Yeah, three drives. Yeah, I think outside, if they didn't have their last drive, which went like mm-hmm. seventy-five yards, twelve plays or whatever, yep. Yep. I think they would have. They literally would have ended with like twenty-five yards of total offense in the first half. Yep. It was pretty atrocious. Um, Meanwhile, Washington scored on four or five, possessions. four or five possessions, and the one that they didn't score on, on the two was at the two-yard line. And by the way, the four worst play calls, play calls oh that God. you could have had. Run, run! Like I'm like, dude, you got done that. Like you. You have Michael Penix, who's like mobile. Can we get a rub route? Something? something? Yeah, no no kidding. The the fourth out one killed me because they did like a... a, Read option that he never got the chance to to throw the option. option. I was like, this is so stupid. (laughs) I I was like, I hated all this. They called the timeout for it until I went, ooh, that's a big stop. And then immediately safety. Yeah. The running back fell over. Fell over (laughs) himself. Um, But yeah, they they just not look good. It it really just didn't look like they were ready to play at Uh all. Uh Um, It came out that apparently they... They flew to Washington Friday afternoon. Yeah. And I was like, that's yeah. probably not the way to go right. to a West Coast game. Right. To, like, mess up with your sleep and everything. Well, Mel Tucker had some cigars he had to smoke. So, yeah, yeah, know, I guess fine. so. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I think overall, def- I mean, pass defense is just They're the worst in the country right now. Yeah, the pass defense is the worst in the country. Are you shocked by that? Because, you know, Mel Tucker's a secondary guy. That's what he coaches for yeah. Michigan State, too. Like, that is his area of expertise. And now this is the second year in a row because they had issues with it last year, yeah, as we really saw bad. by the Purdue game, where and Ohio State obviously, but that's always going to happen. Yeah. Um, they they've had difficulties against Michigan, against Purdue, now against Washington, where Michael Penix went, um, I'm going to throw four touchdowns. And at one point before that lull in the last part of the fourth quarter, he was like 24 for like 36 yeah. and 400 yards passing. Yeah. You can't happen. Can't happen. No, yeah, Michael Penix literally looked like. Yeah. Like Kyler Murray, right? Yeah, from college out there. Mm-hmm. Like that's how good he was looking out there. And so all these I, wide receivers are first round receivers. Yeah, all, all because, of them are. Yeah, like yeah. three of them. 
Yeah. It was yeah, they they the secondary is just just rough. I think Michigan State's front seven yeah. is actually like not They stopped like, the run. They stopped the run pretty well yes, and I think they, they got pressure on Penix. Mm-hmm. It was just Penix was just like Penix really gave me like Joe Burrow vibes with mm-hmm. Jamar Chase when he was like I got nothing. I got nothing. Just throw something up. And there was that. Who was it? I think it was like number eleven. Yeah, on Washington, who had three yeah. touchdowns, or maybe mm-hmm. number two. Or and he just like he was like, "Where's where?" I just yeah. throw it, and it was always there. Yeah, like he was like without they a, doubt a lot of like ten, twelve yard out routes on like third and ten. They got him like they couldn't run the ball very well mm-hmm. overall. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, third and eight, third and nine, third and ten, third and twelve, and it's just like and there's time. a guy wide open in the middle of the field. I, I'm gonna give Washington a little bit of credit. in In between the twenties, I thought they called a really good game. There yes. was a couple plays where you go, that was creative, right? Uh-huh. The the formation, you know. I thought they had one where they had like a trip set, and then the tight end on the backside. They basically rolled and then threw across the field to the tight end wide open in the middle of the field. I go, oh, that's that's pretty darn nice. Just the shifting in general, yes, coming out in like a run formation, yep. spreading everyone out to go five wide, yep. and then go like. To end the end, it going like trips on yep. one side, two on the left, and mm-hmm. then stand. it was just like Michigan State was like, okay, we're ready for a run. Yeah. So they're in like their four three base package, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, now we're in five wide. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, now, so I, got now I got a linebacker. linebacker. Yeah. I had a line. They, at one point, they had their like slow linebacker on mm-hmm. their fastest receipt on Giles Jackson. <clears throat> I was like, how do you end up with this matchup? Right. It's because of you come out in a run formation, right. and then you get spread out to pass, and it works. So I was like, just like creatively, just running people around the formations. Yes was also just, like, very noticeable yeah. and very, like... If I was Michigan State, I would have just been, like, just come out in a dime package and yeah. just yeah, right. stay put. Don't right. move. Just stay put. Yeah. But I thought they did stuff to run really well. That I think they played really hard. Like I said, their red zone defense for Michigan State was really good. Yes. <clears throat> that was the me. best part of their team. Yeah. They, that was the part that kept them in that game. Yeah. Unfortunately, the offense just really couldn't get it together until the very end there. How do you feel about Peyton Thorne right now? Because... This was probably his best statistical game. I think he wound up having four touchdowns, but mm-hmm. I, I just look. I'm I, I'm not overly all that impressed by what I've seen and yeah. against lower competition. He looked even worse. Um, he had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, kind of in garbage time at that point. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I just think like their ceiling is so limited with him at QB right now, and I get it. They're missing Jalen Reed. That's a big, that's a big piece, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time. He hasn't looked good with him in the lineup either, so it's yeah. kind of like, nah, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a big Peyton Thorn person. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they have. They're not in that situation though, where they have a yeah guy back there who's like uh-uh. pushing to start anytime. Like it's just like Peyton Thorn's job at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, you're kind of just stuck with him. But yeah. I don't think he's. I just yeah. I I I'll just say I like. Four, five, six other Big Ten quarterbacks before I would pick him. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you a question about Mel Tucker here. We I have been on my soapbox here basically since the moment he signed a ten year, ninety five million dollar extension. That when you do that, the narrative and the expectation for Michigan State football has to change, right? Michigan State former Final Four appearance, right? Big Ten championships under um, D'Antonio and all that good stuff. But now that Mel Tucker is one of the highest paid coaches in all of college football, I still think he's making more than Harbaugh right now. Mm -hmm. At this point, you have to go and say, like, if I frame it in the Michigan side, if if this was Michigan right now, and Michigan, the number 11 ranked team, lost to an unranked Washington team, even if it's on the road, people would be like, Harbaugh's awful. Mm -hmm. Harbaugh sucks. This guy is... 
you know, he's a crook, he's stealing money, all that stuff. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to get that aggressive. I think it's a bit of an overreaction. However, I don't necessarily think this is an acceptable loss either if you're Michigan State and Mel Tucker because when you when you pay a coach this amount of money who hasn't really won, which is also the weird part, like, you know, I think the expectations have to change. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little shocked. I know Michigan State fans are frustrated this morning. I get it. But at the same time, this is at the end of the day, this is what you're paying Mel Tucker to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Going West Coast sucks. Michigan, terrible at it. Michigan State, terrible. Ohio State, terrible at it. But you are paying Mel Tucker to overcome that. Mm-hmm. You're paying Mel Tucker to go, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter. I, this is not the same Michigan State team. We're going to be able to go out, go on the road against a okay opponent and get the win. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do that. And in fact, you got blown out. I don't know how you feel about it, but I just know that from a Michigan perspective, if we came out here and Michigan loses to Texas in 2025 on the road, people are going to lose their minds. Mm-hmm. So how does that how does that correlate for you? Because I'm looking at it as when you get paid that amount of money, expectations have to change. Yeah. Because you're being paid like a top 10 coach. You should be a top 10 coach. I mean, you should be building a top 10 program. Yeah. And that's not where they're at right now. Well, I think, I think Michigan experienced that like – Three years ago, yeah, when they had that yeah. stretch between Mid Tennessee State Army and yeah. whoever, right. where it was like, what why are you why are you going happening? to overtime against Army? Like, right. why are you doing why why is it not fifty? Right. Like these games against Michigan, it's like the fifty nine to zero against UConn. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's what you should do. Right. But when you played Mid Tennessee State, it was forty five twenty seven. Right. And you were like, why are you not just beat destroying mm-hmm. these teams that you should beat kind of thing? Right. And even in those circumstances, they were winning. Yeah. And, and it was like, like people were like, what are you doing wrong? Right. So right. like. I think Mel Tucker should, and Michigan State should be held to a slightly higher standard. Yeah. Now, I do think that, like, if you wanted to, like, be the most fair with it, Michigan yeah. State's roster, I don't think is very good in oh, general. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and no, so, no, like, yeah. if you went, like, objectively by roster, you're just yeah. like, I don't expect them to win more than right. seven, eight games by right. any means. But I think Mel Tucker getting the amount of money he gets, I do think that that's he part should, of it, though. He should get more right. criticism. Right. Because I, yeah. I say he was a Michigan fan for like five years. And Harbaugh, every time he would he would beat Nebraska by four and go, how'd you not blow up Nebraska? Right. You're Michigan. Right. How are you not right. doing this? And he would be in winning efforts right. getting this. Exactly. So I'm like, Mel Tucker can lose and be like, well, and, and he went also, to the West Coast. And it's like, and, I, don't, I don't like the excuse. It's right. like, you and got I, blown and out. I, and I do also think, too, right? Sim- and I, I do think, because I'm trying to draw parallels here because – as much as other fan bases don't like to hear this, right? Like, I get it. There's a stigma that comes around Michigan, right? I get that. But at the same time, and, and their own fan base does it to them, let's be very clear. Michigan yes. fan base at times is unbearable. Mm-hmm. But this is year three yeah. of Mel Tucker at this point. It's like 2.5. 2.5. Agreed. COVID year, meh. Yeah. But either way, so you've had time, get recruiting classes in. You're Mr. King of the Transfers, apparently. He's got all these dudes coming in from Wisconsin. Kenneth Walker last year, right? Balazs, their guy, he's from Wisconsin. They got a couple linebackers. All these guys, whatever. I just think that at this point that the standard should be the same. I get it. Like, well, well, Michigan and Michigan State aren't the same. I go, but why? Why aren't they the same? Yeah. They're both in the Big Ten. They've both won Big Ten championships in the last 10 years. They've both been competitive. They're both competing for the same recruits. I don't I don't want to hear that you're not getting the same recruits because Brady Hoke recruited 
five-star classes up the ass, and they were terrible. Mm-hmm. So I don't care about that. It's about who's on the field, how you get these guys to play. I just, for me at this point, it's, I get it. You want to beat Michigan. Sure, great. Michigan wants to beat Michigan State. No doubt. But at the end of the day, these games where you're losing to an unranked Washington team, I don't think that should be a level of, well, you know, it's Michigan State. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the narrative that should be out there anymore. Yeah, I do. I, I, I'll i also put this out is I think yeah. Michigan State got rated much higher than they should have been. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. I don't they think had, they looked good in their first two games yeah. either, in fairness. But, like, they had, like, a generational high, well, college player in Kenneth yeah. Walker. Yeah. Like, that man is like literally. Like, Heisman finalist. Yeah, like, yeah. that man is, like, one in, like, yeah. every 15 years. You'll find, yeah. like, a running back that was just, like, I don't know, just, like, Changes, that your, entire changes your entire program. program. Yeah. Like, realistically, without like Michigan State probably wins six or seven games last year. Right. He by himself beat Michigan. Yeah. He by himself beat uh who, like Minnesota or something like Miami. Miami. Like yeah. there were multiple games where it was like Kenneth Walker scored four or five touchdowns that beat a team right. that you otherwise would have lost to. Absolutely. And so yeah. I and think that's a big loss for sure. And I think like I think it's just the idea of like you're like if you if you're one of those like, oh well they were like ten and two last year, so like you should probably win like nine games. It's like yeah, but you lost like yeah. The guy. Yeah. Like it's I like it's like yeah. when you get the dip from like Trevor Lawrence to like someone else, like you also can't go, Oh, but I also think they should win twelve but, games but, every year. But here's the thing though on that though, is that all the top tier programs in the country, yeah, that's not an excuse. Yeah. I, now, just, you know what I, mean? I just don't think yeah. Michigan State's no. a top tier right, right. program. But, so but you're why. paying a coach yeah. to make you into a top tier program, yes, right? So Harbaugh can't get that excuse. He yeah. lost the number two pick, probably the best player in the NFL draft this year. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like rank, like yeah. overall rated. Like yeah. Hutchinson could have easily been the best prospect yeah. in the draft. Sure. Yeah. And Ojabo and his best running back and his leader of his defense. Like he lost a lot of pieces. Mm-hmm. And Michigan is still expected to be undefeated going to Ohio State. Yeah. That's the expectation, right? So for ne- for Mel Tucker, I get it. You lose your guy. You lose your bell cow in Kenneth Walker. That's a yeah. tough loss. A thousand percent. However, you did get in some other new backs. You've got this two-headed monster back there that you know was okay, and but you're getting paid like the big boys. Yeah. Nick Saban doesn't get a year off, right? Dabo Sweeney has not gotten. It hasn't been good since Trevor left. But people have also been like, "What the hell? Yeah. We're, we're we're Clemson now, you know, whatever the you know that <laughs> note is, right? Brian Kelly is expected to turn LSU back into a powerhouse. You know what I mean? I, it's not going to happen, but he's getting paid like it should, right? Like certain teams like that yeah. don't get opportunities. You know, it's not Luke Fickle turning Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden Cincinnati takes a step back, and you go, "Yeah, you're Cincinnati, no mm-hmm. shit." This is, you know, you're yeah. a big program. Michigan State is not a itty bitty program. Yeah. You know, I'm I, talking yeah, Youngstown I, State over here. Yeah, I, I just don't think yeah. they're on like that level right. of teamed yet. Yeah, to where like. I'm I'm not like killing him for right. it, but I'm also like I'm not killing him. Listen, that's a tough place to play. You're yeah. going across the country. I get Michigan probably that's a trap game for Michigan, quite frankly, in my yeah. mind. So I'm not I'm not putting this simply just I don't I'm not coming out on this to be like, well, Michigan State sucks and yeah. everything. I'm just saying that if you're a fan of Michigan State, I think your expectations need to change because you theoretically got the guy. Mm-hmm. You think you have a guy who can win national championships. So if that's the case, then a loss to an unranked Indiana or a Washington team, I'm saying Indiana because that's where Phoenix used to play, then 
you should not be happy today. And in fact, you should be like, what the hell? Yeah. Because they looked unprepared. Mm-hmm. To play. It's not this Appalachian State Hail Mary touchdown. This is you got dominated for four quarters, mm-hmm. you know? So that's just, you know, something to look out for there. So I'm really excited to talk Michigan, Michigan State when we get to that point. Um, that's we're, not talking, we're not talking Michigan this week. They played UConn. UConn sucks. It's nothing really to say. JJ looked good. Running sure. backs look good. Offensive line looked good. Except Everyone. for when Katie got in there. But it's fine. Um, Katie played a whole play. So <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Michigan played seven quarterbacks against UConn. So it goes to show you how serious they were taking that game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just, you know, like I said, just kind of one of those scenarios. All right, let's talk NFL football, though, here. Okay. Um, week one happened, right? Yeah, a lot of great. A lot of, lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened of week stuff. one. Um, you know, we're in the midst of week two here. Um, so I, I would say some relatively shocking results in a couple games. Like, a couple that stick out to me, like, glaringly. San Fran losing to Chicago. That's like, whoa, right? Aaron Rodgers looking like he's never played football before. Whoa. Uh, thank you for that and my fantasy team. Um, but uh, the thing you know, Hackett maybe being the worst game manager of all time. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Geno Smith is awesome. Geno Smith. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no one saw that one coming. <laughs> um, you know, but as with the NFL, every yeah. single week, depending on a win or a loss, right, you're either the greatest player ever or you should be fired immediately. Yes. So going into some week one overreaction slaps observation. We're not gonna do this every single week, but I do think week one is always fun because yeah. it's the first time you get to see your team or the league and mm-hmm. go, what do they got? Right. Yeah. Like, what, what are they doing here? Right. Like it's... big shocker with the Rams getting killed by Buffalo and McVay's like, that was a big wake up call. I hope for the entire locker room, mm-hmm. you know, it was a big slap in the face, Cincinnati, right. Joe Burrow throwing to the opposite team more than his own team. Yeah. A lot of that, a lot of that stuff happened. Do you have a couple ones that like stick out to you? And do you, do you read too much into it? How do you feel about the week one overreactions? What is your, did you have one or your observations on week one on yeah. some teams? Maybe that we thought maybe they're going to be good or maybe like, eh, maybe not so much. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Lions yeah, are going to go undefeated. That was my hot take. Damn. Like, no. that's <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I had a few good ones yeah. going through here. Um, I mentioned uh, as a joke, yeah. but also very serious about it. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett might be the worst game manager ever. Well, is he ever. even calling plays? Is he calling plays or no for Denver? Because they do uh, have no, an OC. I don't think so. That's weird. Maybe I, maybe he was because he was under the thing a lot. Yeah. But I. That's weird. Okay. I, I don't yeah. know if he is or not. Right. Um, but the idea that you got to you traded for, everything. Well, you trade. Well, okay. Here's the thing: you trade everything for Russell Wilson, whatever, right? But like the final drive. The idea, and everyone's like harped about this. So I don't want to go too far into it. Yeah. But the idea that you like <laughs> got down to fourth and five, yeah. and you said, "Okay, I have Russell Wilson on fourth and five, three timeouts. Do I go for it or kick a sixty-four yard field goal, which would have been the second longest field goal of all time <laughs> with Brandon McManus?" Yeah. And you went not with Brandon, in Denver, by the way. Not in Denver. Not yeah. in Mile High. Yeah. Yeah. Just like where it'll fly. Yeah, yeah. you're in Seattle. Yeah. Right. Which one do you choose? Oh, we're going to go Brandon McManus. Yeah. Just it, it, absolutely insane yeah. to me. I thought that that one to me literally so, stuck out. I was like, that's just insane. To I, me. I do wonder because I don't I don't want to say, and I don't know how you feel about this because Russ is your boy. I didn't think Russ played all that well. No, he didn't play very well. Yeah. But also that like last drive, they were pass. just they were just yeah. walking down the field. That last drive, right. I was like, see how defense is not very good. Yeah, like, like they finally figured it out. Like, yeah, that, like fourth quarter, yeah. like Charles Cross died on that field against Bradley Chubb. 
there was a corpse of a left tackle out there that was just getting dis- dismantled. So oh I was like, I was like, fourth and five, Russell Wilson. I mean, here's the thing: if if they go for it and they don't get it, yeah. I don't think people are freaking because it's like, okay, you didn't get it. But yeah. it's like, is he really going to make a 64-yard field goal? Right. Like, I don't think that yeah. lot of I think you're right. Yeah, if you go, well, is that or a 65-yard field goal? And people go, all right, I guess I get it. I guess, I, yeah. yeah it, right, it's right. not like it's like a 40-yard field goal. Do you think protecting Russ in that situation, though? Where he's like, okay, he hasn't had the greatest game. We've kind of been limping along. Because I watched the first half of that game, and then yeah. I went to bed because I was bored. Yeah. But it was one it of those where, like, boring. yeah. So, like, I was like, man, he's just not, like, they're not hitting, right? Yeah. Like, it definitely felt like week one in a lot of aspects, it did. right? That, that was Seattle a... through the kitchen sink at, at Denver because you knew Pete Carroll was like, oh, we want it's on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. If we go, it was if, me. It wasn't it, Ross. It was, it was like, me. If we go one in 16, yeah, doesn't this matter. is the one. Yeah, exactly. So, so yes, you know, that. Geno Smith looked like a superstar for a quarter and a half. You know, that second quarter especially, he looked really good. Yeah. Um, but... It definitely Seattle's felt- number one in the NFC West right now, which have that on your bingo card. Yeah, that no not kidding. Um, having the a- was the AFC West. Nobody's got a win yet. They're all tied for fourth. No, that's AFC South. AFC yeah. South, yeah, AFC South, yeah. and the two of them played each other. Wild. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like so it's 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 one of those situations where I feel like they were kind of like, man, Rossi, you know, they, they haven't gelled yet, type deal. So they're yeah. like, well, I don't know how confident we are. Like, I feel like this is week ten. Yeah. I feel like they go for it. And yeah, maybe. I don't know. It just it was one of those situations where like I just didn't think that they put their best foot forward. Denver did. I'm not trying to absolve it. I would have definitely gone for it. You you pay you trade all well, that for Russ so, so to my, make you. So the my guy. thing was like, okay, so you had three timeouts. Yeah. yeah. You get down and it's fourth and five right. with a minute and six seconds left. Right. Then they let like. 42 seconds or 40 seconds run off. Then they called the timeout with like one second left on the play clock. Right. I'm like, at that point, call the timeout with 102 yeah. and then kick the field goal yeah. and just play defense then. Right. If, yeah. if anything, you get a stop. I hope right. you get a stop and then you kick it. 25 seconds to hopefully go down and get another field goal. Yeah, exactly. So I was right. like, I was like, I don't know. I, I just thought the game manager there was just. And this is, once again, atrocious. and this goes back to what we talked about earlier where it's like, okay, yeah, you trade for Russell Wilson. You got a first time head coach. Yeah. Brand new coaching staff. A relatively young team when it comes to your your key position players and you're really putting a lot on russell wilson and nathaniel hackett in a very crowded division uh-huh. to go no no you're gonna win the super bowl yeah. that's a that's a loaded loaded gun that you've got pointed at everybody yeah. and it's already not looking great yeah. um you got, you got any other ones that kind of stick right, out I, here? I have a couple more okay i want to park too much on the lines on this one no i just really didn't like the onside kick yeah so I, that was that was like yeah. the one glaring thing on the game i just did not like so full disclosure i didn't get to watch this game live i yes. was coaching my own game right so I, i'm not gonna be able to see this game against washington live but um yeah look going back on it here here's what i will say about the onside kick you can talk yourself into it if they get it but at the same time, I didn't think that at that I understood why he did it. Let me put it that way. Yes, I do too. I because you finally your offense had finally started to click a little bit mm-hmm. after. But at the same, I guess the reason why I'm not ups, I'm upset by I didn't like the decision either. Let me yeah. start there. But at the same time, I felt like I think he was trying to almost make up for lost time. I thought the game was lost in the second quarter when they went back to back, back to, to back. back three and outs. Yes. And I went, that's the game. Yeah. Because you already knew you weren't going to be able to stop them for long. They did a good job in the first quarter for the most part of like, all right, they're moving, but we're really making them earn it. Let's hold them. They got a good stop on fourth down. Like, yeah. and then 
it fell apart because you're gassed. You can't you can't hold AJ Brown down for that long. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. It's yeah. not going to happen. So that is where I felt like Campbell's like I got to steal a possession yeah. because we couldn't do shit for a whole quarter. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, no. But it's in turn so, though you went, "Oh, but the bad part of my team is now even going to be exacerbated even more because we didn't get it. It wasn't a good kick either. No. They never had a chance at it. And now they're going to have a short yeah. field. Like, for me, right. the Nathaniel Hackett one was, like, indefensible. Like, right. I don't yeah. – there's no world yeah. where I agree with it. Yeah. This one, I you could, like, outside try to talk me into right. it. Right. But I just go, like – Still not a good decision. You're down 10 yep. in the middle of the third quarter. Right. Just kick it deep. Right. And listen, if they go 75 yards – they do it right, and then, yeah, exactly. But now right. they're now they're only going to go forty yards right. and score. So and right. they at least kick a field goal. I was like, I don't know. The, Lion, I, the I, Lions in, in that game, right? It was. Uh, here's what I will say about this. This, and I don't know how you feel about this. And we're not going to spend too much time on the Lions here. They're no. getting banged up as all hell. The whole season's already falling to shit. But I felt like watching that game, maybe because I already knew what was going to happen. So maybe I don't know. I did feel though that in the second half, they look like a completely different team. I thought the adjustments that they made in the second half, I thought were like, I don't know how you feel, but like looking back on my Lions fandom, Mm -hmm. when Jim Caldwell was here, you got no halftime adjustments. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't working, they weren't going to stop trying to do it. They were just going to do it, especially defensively. Uh I did feel like in the second half, they made enough adjustments to get back into that game. Maybe it was just because they went fuck it and they just went. We're just gonna throw them at the wall. I think I think part of it is that, and part of it was the Eagles were doing the very famous NFL thing, NFL yeah. thing where, where you, if you go yeah. up more than thirteen points, yeah. they let up, yeah. and it's hard to re get back into it. Yeah, and so they were just trying not to lose. Yeah, so that last drive, like the last Eagles drive, right. was to me was like if they wanted to, they could have just dipped and dunked and right. got first downs and like finished the game off earlier right. but they were just like okay we're just gonna like right. just try to do what we I can just saw, like i thought i saw something a little bit more out of the second half and the problem yeah. is that you can't dig yourself into that hole yeah and once and again he's like, like you're down 17 so yeah. i'm like i know i know right. there there was no technical prevent defense played right but you're playing six yards off. Like right. it's it's a lot of like right. meaningless kind of drives until you're down three. But you never had the ball with a chance to take the lead. Right. It's kind of the point right. I'm at. So oh, you yeah. never really were in right. it, in my yeah. opinion. So. so I and, and I think I said before, right? Those three drives after the first one, mm-hmm. right? Where you go down the field and score. Yeah. Right? And then okay, yeah, in and out, blah, 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 blah. But then the three three and outs. This team has to score points to win football games. Yes. Straight up. The offense is miles ahead of where the defense is. Mm-hmm. Just talent-wise. Yes. Just looking at the field. You go, mm-hmm. you've got better weapons, you've got a run game, clearly, and you should have, barring a gajillion injuries, which what the hell, you should be a pretty good offensive line. It's on golf now. Yeah. And and this is the point that we've been you know driving home at this point, is that golf's inability early on in games – to score points and not dig ourselves into a 17 point hole that you got to dig yourself out of that. That can't happen. You, okay. You go three and out. Every offense goes three and out. You're never going to be perfect, but to have a whole quarter worth basically of just inefficiency and to go into the second quarter with six yards passing, it's not winning football for anybody. So I agree with you there. I don't think the onside kick helped. Um, I still put the loss on the offense more than I do the defense because I'm expecting the defense to not be very good. Mm-hmm. If my hope for the defense is that they're 22nd in the league, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> the bar's not super high. Yeah. The offense, on the other hand, I do have expectations for. Yeah. And they let me down basically until the second half. Yeah. Um, All right. I got two more here. Okay. 
Uh, we'll go in when they played order. Yeah. So uh, Vikings decimated the Packers. Yeah. Did not see that coming. No, I didn't either. Uh, I don't know if this is necessarily an overreaction because I don't. I think the Vikings are actually going to be good. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson's amazing. Literally just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's so unfortunate that he's in Minnesota because you're going to yeah. see him two times a year. But yep. as a Lions fan, but he is just so good. Yep. He is open literally anytime he wants to be open. <laughs> and I think the overreaction comes where I don't think the Packers are as like bad as they looked. No. No, I don't think they are. I either. think people are really like... They're oh, hoping. Well, because yeah. they're hoping. Yeah, they're hoping for it. But yeah. people are kind of going around going, oh, the Packers aren't good. The Packers yeah. fell off. I'm like, last year, they lost 38-3 to against the Saints. Right. And they were I mean, the number one seed. Right. So, like, yeah. week let's, one week one has just never yeah. been their thing. Let's pull off. So, I think, I think the Packers being this absolutely bottom feeder team is not And they've fair. got Chicago this week. So, yeah. as we're talking right now, they're probably up 10 They're probably nothing. one and yeah, one yeah, as exactly. you're hearing this. So... Yeah, so I, I will never, until Aaron Rodgers is no longer playing yeah. for the Green Bay Packers, I can't be like, oh, now, Rod. Now, the red alert will come if the Bears somehow win. Oh, yeah. That's red lights be, are coming. Yeah, exactly. But right now, I'm not no. worried about the Packers. So. That's, it's, that's like I said, it definitely felt like a lot of teams, really, any team that's veteran heavy in key positions, I felt the Rams were unprepared for week one. Yeah. I felt like they were like, all right, it's our Super Bowl. You know, like we're gonna get the, we're gonna drop the banner, and we're all happy, yippee yeah. dippy, whatever like that. They didn't look prepared to play. And you know, there was an interesting stat that came out, yeah, about the preseason. Yeah, and we always go, oh, the preseason doesn't matter or whatever. Yeah. But starting quarterbacks, or what was it like quarterbacks who didn't play in preseason, right. were like two and nine. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. And doesn't I was shock like, me at all. but like teams like the Bills right. and the Chiefs, who actually played Josh Allen for a quarter or whatever, came out and. Were just Perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Yep. So I was like, I think there is. I, I know everyone like never takes a preseason for anything. Yeah. I think there is a lot of merit for playing. Yeah, a little bit. At least a quarter yeah, or something, right. just to like get in rhythm right. before the season starts. Yeah. All right, last one here. Um, Chiefs and Cardinals. What the hell was that? What now, was that? I think not really an over or under reaction. It's more of I don't know if the cart like what are the Cardinals right because the Chiefs. Then you, watch, the, then you watch Thursday Night Football, which we have yeah. already seen, right. obviously. And, well, yeah, the they're just did, really good. But they did not they, look nearly they they look look near, unstoppable. Yeah. But Chiefs in this game against the Cardinals look like they could have scored 70 if they I, wanted I'm to. Gonna, I'm going to choke this up to two different things here. Number one, I think the Cardinals were just the wrong team at the wrong time. I Yeah. A little bit. like Because Mahomes, you know they heard it. Oh, he's not Tyreek anymore, right? What's he gonna do without Tyreek? And I think Andy Reid was like, "Oh, we're gonna show him." Yeah. And they 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 threw it all on. They yeah. threw gas after gas. I mean, they were throwing up ten up three scores. They were still throwing the ball. Like, yeah. They're like, no, no, no. This is happening. You're just gonna sit here and take it. The fact that it was on the road in Arizona, that's, which I thought was like, wow. That's why because Arizona's tough. To that's play why. With. That's why like, Arizona spread was at like five and a half or something. Yeah. I was like, I could take the plus points. You yeah. lose by four or five yeah. and like that cover. Okay, cool. No, they lost by 23 points. They were never in that game. Never in the game. Now, which then begs the question, if you're an Arizona fan, and to your point, what are the Cardinals? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that was just, like, week one. It was just right. you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Maybe, maybe the see, Cardinals like, maybe they play. Start, maybe the Cardinals were like, maybe we start at 0-6, then we win, you know, 13 yeah. they straight. Play, they, they're they playing in Vegas against the Raiders That's in week two. So I'm like, the, if, they, the if you're losing that game, yep. then it's like, okay, week three, you're going – you're home against the Rams. Ah. So I'm like, there's a chance you're starting off 0-3. Yeah. 
and probably out of it at that point. Yeah. Honestly, because yikes. Um, yeah. So that's the thing, right? So there's a couple teams like because I think the they... Cardinals are like a bubble playoff team. Yeah. But I think a team like Minnesota might start off but, three and zero. The thing goes to another point of that, right? You're paying Kyler Murray. Same thing with the Mel Tucker situation, right? Yeah. Same thing. You're paying Kyler Murray to win playoff games. Yeah. You traded from Matthew Stafford to win a Super Bowl. Rams did it. Yeah. They're off the hook now. They, they don't make the playoffs this year. No one's going to care. Yeah. No one's going to care. I think I think people will care, but not I, as not I, no. I, but you've got the ring. Yeah, but you have so the ring. You, so it's, you, it's yeah. already paid off, right? Yeah. Like they're, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. But like you know what I mean? Like, I, I think like that's like saying like like if Brady didn't make the playoffs last year, I think people yeah. are like, what the fuck is happening? But like yeah. I, I I think but they have to got make the it. Ring. But like you can lose in the divisional round if you're the Rams. Yeah, and be so like the Bucks and go okay. Like you can't win. They got last year. They got us this year. Yeah, exactly. Um. The other one I do want to point out, too, a little bit, and I don't know if this is red panic alert yet, but, and I do chalk this up a little bit to weather, but the Niners. Just because Trey Lance did not look good, and Jimmy G is still just like, <laughs> I told yeah. you. Now, I will raise the, yeah. the challenge flag on that one. Okay. You're, you're in a monsoon. I get it. No, no, I understand. So, that. That's what I'm saying. I said, I'm not yet. I so said, they, they this play. Week, they play Seattle this week at okay. home. They should. This should be a bounce back. So if if Trey Lance throws for 250 yeah. and three touchdowns, right, I feel good. Now if he goes for like 125 yards and a pick, what if, what if they still win, but he has that kind of stat line? That's interesting. Right, because then I go. There's there's no way that they keep Jimmy G around. Because they're completely sold yeah. on, on Lance. There's no way about that. No. Because yeah. clearly there's something there. Now, we know the rework contract. Jimmy G, they basically, he, even if he doesn't play all year, next year he's automatically unrestricted free agent. There's nothing they can do to stop him, right? Yes. He can just go. Yeah, just, they don't get any compensation for him. He just goes. But you mean I am not 100% sold yet that we don't see Jimmy G at some point. If they start out at 500 mm -hmm. or something like that, at like the first six games, they're three and three. Yeah. You mean to tell me they go into a pivotal game against Arizona for second place in that division, and they're like, uh, maybe we just need to pivot. You know what I mean? Just to yeah. get our head back on straight. Very, very I don't know. You that. know what I mean? That's just an interesting one for yes. me where I'm watching a team that has Super Bowl aspirations technically, and they come out and even though it's a monsoon against a bad Chicago team, I don't know. Yeah, a little bit interesting. I think I think the big test they play week three Sunday night football, the 49ers against the Broncos. That'll be a good one. So I think that's one where yeah. you can really see what Trey Lance can do in a big primetime spot. Why do I feel like there's gonna be a lot of teams that are on that five hundred track and you're just gonna go, What the hell are they? Yeah. Like I feel like the Broncos are gonna come out one week and Russ is gonna throw five touchdowns and you go, see That's what yes. we thought. Duh. Come on, AFC title game or bust. Yeah. And then the next week you go, Well, Maybe they slept wrong, you know. What I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's they gonna slept be on the wrong side. Yeah, right. Like, where's Jerry Judy at? Oh, he's hurt again. Dang, Dang it. it! You know, so it's gonna be one of those years. I feel yes, like I for agree. a lot of that. Um, all right, let's shift focus here a little bit. We got a uh, let's talk NXT first before we talk AEW. Okay. So we, you know, we had NXT 2.0's uh, one year anniversary, right? And then Triple H went enough of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And completely changed. We have a newer older logo like a hybrid of the it really two. is a hybrid of the and two so like you got the black and gold back but it's no longer but it's got the same font 2.0 is gone um we have a new north american champion kind of out of nowhere even though he's technically on the main roster now i'm all sorts of confused um thoughts on the rebranding did are you oh are you more excited to watch nxt again because triple h is kind of back in the driver's seat of everything even though Shawn Michaels is still kind of doing it, but now Vince and has no input. 
thoughts on NXT going forward now that they're kind of trying to like take a step back but forward at the same time yeah. it's a weird place they're at yeah so they they Hold announced for new belts by the way yeah that uh, they announced <laughs> that they're like playing doing takeovers like yes. in like big like yeah Halloween Havoc uh, is supposed to be a takeover event yeah now. and it's like actually gonna be like a yeah. state like right not an, stage, arena show. an arena show yeah. yeah instead of just like their little place so I'm like that's the stuff that's exciting that's the little things that Triple H did for NXT that was that I really enjoyed yes. was you went from like the small little venue and then your takeovers were like oh crap here I think, we go I, here's the thing I will say this about the Triple H run era of NXT I don't really ever remember the NXT television show. It was very was, interesting. Like, every once in a while you'd have, like, a match. Like, oh, we got Undisputed Era versus Street Profits for the tag titles. That match, I will tune in to watch. Yeah. Uh, especially like when it was on the network, I wasn't going every single week. No, to I was. Watch I was. NXT. I was never a week to week. Right. NXT neither guy. was I. Okay. So, 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 uh, so I get your opinion. On so that yeah. Too. So like the TV show itself, I won't watch nearly as much. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. Like I don't yeah. sit and just sit I don't and watch NXT every single week. No, I don't either. Um, I but, don't watch any show every week. No, but I I I try to tune into. No, I don't watch every Listen, show every you week. Can't, yeah, exactly. I try to watch Dynamite if I can. Every I, week, I, but... I will tune if there's something particular that like that pre-advertised to go, oh, okay, I want to watch. Like, Usos for the tag titles? All right, I'll probably tune in for that. We got a U.S. title match next, like next week, right? We got Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins. That's, that's Didn't a, even know that. That's, a, sure. match, that's yeah. a match that I'd like to watch because I think that'll be a great match, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this, this rebranding, I think – I mean, I hated the thought of, like, 2.0. I thought it sounded every, stupid. If you put the word new – or you put the word, or you put 2.0, or the whatever. Something that's all like garbage. a second thing. Yeah, it's all garbage. It just sounds stupid. So I'm totally cool with. We're the new I'm Always Right Sports podcast. Yeah. Like, that's why. Uh. That's our new announcement for next week, actually. <laughs> yeah, you just spoiled it. New, we're putting new in front of it. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm excited. I think the mo- the thing I'm most excited for is the takeovers to be yes, in arenas. I think that's like yeah. the number one thing. I think I'm it just helps for. make it feel important. It right? does. Like, yeah. like the, we talked last week about World's Calibre, like, it's in the same spot as they do television. Why do I care? Yeah. Why, well, it doesn't feel special. You're not presenting it as special. So why should I make it an appointment viewing? And why should I make it feel special when it's not? Yeah. Just because it's on a Saturday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, but if you if you put it in front of like 10,000 people right. in like an arena. And the people are going with it, that's a whole different story. A yeah. thousand percent. So I am um, I'm, I'm in for it. I'm intrigued. I don't, I'm, think, I'm intrigued. I don't think anything will necessarily change. Right. You know what's funny? I was watching. So. I was listening. I was, or I was looking at the spoilers for like the next two weeks of television tapings, right? And they're going through all these people, and I go, I don't know who that person is, that person is, that, and th- this is me. I know who yeah. everybody is. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, I know that guy. I don't know. I don't... Oh, Braun Breaker. There you go. Like, yeah. I was like, oh boy. I was like, this is not. I was like, Jesus. Like, yeah, this getting, is... There are a lot of people out there. Well, when you try to throw a basically a whole new roster at once and just go here, yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough yeah. billing. I, I will say, I, I have a slight, just slight hope. Yeah. That maybe they try to incorporate because like with the Sulu Saluka yeah. winning the North American title but being on the main roster, I hope you get a little more of yeah, a little cross cross yeah. breeding mm-hmm. between SmackDown and Raw and yeah. NXT yeah. because it'll, it'll help it if you have like a yeah. Finn Balor, Damian Priest or something oh, yeah. show up for a couple weeks because yeah. it's like okay, I know who that guy is, yep. so then I'll tune in for that match. Right. But if I watch the whole show, it's like oh okay, then that's that guy and I can learn yeah. these people. But when it's a whole bunch of people like you said where you don't know anybody, yeah. I have no intention of tuning in. Well, because you don't care. Because I don't you care. No yeah, exactly. And then it's like I yep. just don't want to watch. Exactly. So. All right, let's talk main event here. AEW Grand Slam. We got the finals of the World Title Tournament. We got. I think we got a tag title match. Do we got a women's title match? Dave, you're really just show? trying to. I have the whole card here. Okay. Well, no, and you're just, just like. I'm not, go, I'm not saying. I'm just saying what we got. We got yeah, we do. We have a lot of. T- we, yeah. So basically. This is a technically a two 
night show, right? This is two night. It's two two hour shows. Rampage is getting a two hour. Oh, show. Rampage is two hours. I did yes. not know that. Okay, yes. cool. I was thinking about that because like, man, they're advertising a lot of matches. Yeah. So the the Dynamite show is basically Championship Galore show. Okay. And then Rampage is a lot of like other matches. Okay. So let me ask you this though, before we get into it, real fast, how important is this show? I think it's relatively important because yeah. you're crowd one you're crowding a new world champion so i think that's important spoiler alert no, i'm just kidding <laughs> i think uh you have you're you're putting you're putting a high emphasis on a lot of championships that haven't been mm-hmm. emphasized a lot mm-hmm. on the show and you're in a quite a large stadium yeah. for the show so i i think the importance is pretty let, high let, let me add one more thing to it too i think this needs to be their best foot forward to get people off of the backstage Yes. And talking more about the on-screen product. And I think I think they will after yes. this. Yes, I do think they're going to deliver. I let think me they're going to deliver. Let me, yeah, when we go through these yeah. matches, you're going like, to go, oh, wow. Yeah, so, but like, I do think this, ma- this, this card is particularly important to get people talking less about what's happening backstage and suspensions and where's Kenny Omega? Is Punk ever going to come back? You know, did Ace Steel get fired? I think Ace Steel is more popular now than he's ever been before just because of this. Um you know, we're the young bucks. We stop talking about that as much, and we start talking about, oh, okay, this is where we're going. Yes. You know what I mean? So I think this is an extremely important show, just from a outsider's perspective of like, let's let's get things back on track. Here. Yeah. Now we're gonna do Dynamite first, but yeah. Dynamite is just because it's a, a much better card than what the Rampage card is. So. Okay. Okay. Just just to pre warn yeah. you when we're talking Rampage about matches, usually is lesser than yeah so. like when you when we talk about a whole bunch of matches that don't really matter as much on rampage just know we did a lot of dynamite stuff before. <laughs> all right just remember that sweet sweet wednesday show <laughs> yeah all right uh first up we'll start with the only non-aew world title match okay. the ring of honor world title match yeah claudio castanoli versus chris jericho i'm all for this now this one's very interesting to me yeah. because if you if you were to tell me yeah ring of honor would have tv say in mid-October. Yeah. I actually think you'd put the title on Jericho. I would like them to put the title on Jericho anyway. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, and here's why. Maybe. Here's why. This for me. This is the way I'm okay. thinking about this in my mind. Because Jericho doing this whole, with the feud with Brian and going, I'm now the best wrestler uh-huh. and the best sports entertainer, it kind of fits the motif a little bit of, now I am the best wrestler because I got the work like the Ring of Honor World Title for a long time, right? It's was the like, work curse. That, yeah, yeah, like that's the that is the Intercontinental Championship of World Titles. Like Ring of Honor is like if you were one of the best wrestlers in the world, you were the Ring of Honor World Champion. Samoa Joe, Adam Cole, Jay Briscoe, all these guys were like they're top of their game, right? Yeah. Jay Lethal, right? Yeah. Jericho winning that would be huge. However, Claudio winning this, beating Jericho. Huge for Claudio. Huge for Claudio. Huge for Claudio. Yeah. I am a, this is a match where I don't care who wins. I, I am, really, I am I, perfectly I content I, either way because I think it's going to be great either yeah. way. I think Claudio wins. Yeah. But if Jericho does, I go, oh, I'm all for it. I'm just, I'm just in that camp of like when AEW started, you put the title on Jericho to like get yeah. the eyeballs in. Yeah. If you're just starting a new Ring of Honor show, yeah. whether it's on TV or it's I on like HBO Jericho Max or something. Ring of Honor champion levels that title up. Exactly, like it's such a different degree. Like it, it raises yeah. it up, and then it's like if you don't know Ring of Honor much, and, and you go, you "Oh, Chris Jericho's over then here." You do at your next pay per view, have Claudio beat him for it again, yeah, yeah. and then you roll with it, right? Yeah, so sure. I'm, Jericho gets I the next I'm, like two month. Weirdly enough, is I'm gonna be rooting. I think actually for Jericho to win, 
but I don't think he's going to. But yeah. I think this match is going to be another match where I go, God damn. I think you could. I get, I think you could easily do Jericho if they get yeah. a TV deal between here and full uh, and yeah. Final Battle, or just announce that they're going to, or just announce something, yeah. and then at Final Battle you do the rematch and Claudia wins. I think you're fine. I'm, yeah. I I was very excited when they announced this match. Yeah. But I like I said, this is a match where I'm going to go. This is why Jericho needs to be in everyone's top five. Yeah. Uh, next up, we'll go with the AEW interim women's four way. Good God! So I don't understand why it's another. Four-way. I don't know why they're doing another four way either. So and you have good. two of the same people. So you have Tony Storm, the the, yeah. the interim champ. Britt Baker, who was also in the original, is yeah. in this one also. So she just gets another shot for no reason. And then you got Serena Deeb and Athena thrown in there. Yeah. So so um, I think Athena's gonna take the fall. Athena or Serena Deeb, I think they both can. Quite frankly, uh, I think Tony Storm wins because I don't know why you'd have her lose. Yeah, I would kind of like it just to see if they just give it back to Burt Baker. That'd be like, really maybe funny. let's just get it back on track. I don't think Tony Storm is connecting the way they hoped. I don't think so I either. don't see the reaction. When Britt Baker walks out, still now, people are like, let's go, right? Yeah. The DMD thing. Tony Storm walks out there. She looks like she's just like, I, I got it. And everyone's like, yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think this is a strong case. For, I mean, okay, Tony Storm or Britt Baker's gonna win this. One of the two. Yeah. It's just kind I of. I think Tony Storm probably wins, but it just feels like. I, I think the reason why Britt Baker's in this is to get enough eyeballs to it, which begs the question: Then why did you give it to Tony? Yeah, and if Britt Baker wins, then you don't probably want to pin Tony anyways. So yes, then you correct. you pin yes, someone you've else. Got so, somebody else. So there. that's why it's a four way. Yeah. Yeah. I could see uh, uh, Jamie Hayter coming in and costing Britt Perfect. the match because she cost. You know, in the fatal four way at the pay per view. Yeah. There's a little bit of storyline there as well, so just something to pay attention to. Yep. All right. Rob's Rob's little dream here. The All Atlantic Championships actually could be defended on a oh show. Oh my gosh. On actual AEW television. television. Holy we shit. Got, it only took Pac winning bo- two different titles to get there. Yep. Let's go. We got that. Pac, Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Okay. Listen, you're not excited, but that Revolution match. Was good. Was awesome. Yeah, Pac needs to win this match. Pac will 100% win this match. Um, this will be good. I think this is going to go too long. I think this yeah. match... I think... Let me put it this way. I think Jericho Claudio should get more time than this match should. Probably. I think it should. No, I don't think it will, but I think it me, should. I don't know. If, I'm, I'm telling you right now, dude. I'm just saying. It, it, because Orange Cassidy... I don't know if I can build it. Orange Cassidy's shtick works in a certain time frame. Yeah. After that, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, know, I, can, I can still ride with the Orange yeah. Cassidy chick. I think it's funny. I think it's fine. I just, you know, I like, I love, dude, Pac is doing some great work. Pac's He's awesome. Great. He's great. I, see, here's the thing is, I'd rather have that's, Pac versus that's, like a whole bunch of other people. That's but... a guy that WWE wishes they could have back right now. Yeah. Because he would come in, you know, him and Gunther or something like that. Yeah. Fucking be done with it. Absolutely. All right. What I, I mean, if you went least important to most smart, this would probably be the co main event of the show, yeah, but sure. because they, put weird badges and weird spots. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. The AEW rematch from All Out. You got the tag title match. The Acclaimed yep. taking on Swerving Your Glory. I I can't even come up with a scenario where the Acclaimed don't win this match. So, the Acclaimed. I, I could. I could. Okay, because, let me rephrase that. Yeah. I could. Yeah. yeah. Swerving Your Glory is going heel, so yeah. they could easily cheat to win here. Yeah, but um, the Acclaimed, I probably... I think they should, and it shouldn't be a very long reign. Yeah. Right? Just enough... Get them the big win, come out full gear, have them drop it to a real tag team, FTR, um, and be done with it. Um, good on them though. The the, the problem we, we talked about this last week though. This match is going to come in. Everyone's going to be really excited and have uber expectation, and it's not going to deliver. Yeah. Only because nobody thought 
that that match was going to tear the house down and be the best match of the night. Mm -hmm. To have to do that again, it's hard to ask. That's tough. It's tough. Yep. And then the main event for this show, yep, world title, vacant title match, thingy of a jigger that they do. Little tournaments, fun tournaments. Yep. Brian Danielson, who beat Jericho and Hangman. Hangman, thank God. Okay. John Moxley beat Sammy Guevara. Wonder who had a tough road here. <laughs> uh, Brian Danielson versus John Moxley, winner's world champion. I think this is a pick'em. Yeah, like honestly, God, yeah, I think I, this I is agree. a pick'em. I agree. Uh, I want Brian to win here. I think I would prefer to Brian to win because John Moxley's a three-time world champion almost in at this point now. Weeks. Yeah. In three weeks, yeah. so I think Brian gets it. Has a nice little run. I think, and I think you're on the same page with me. Where I think MGF probably just, just takes it's going to be world champion after full gear. So just give. Brian the title for two and a half months, let him have some great matches, and then drop it. Yeah, kind of what like Hangman probably should have done is like two months, mm-hmm. fought Brian, fought Cole, fought whoever, and then just lost the title. Yeah, is Brian should just go through wrestle like four really good people yeah. that he wants to wrestle, and then drop it to MJF. It's probably yeah. what he should do. Um, Brian needs this win more. Yes, and Brian has beat. This is the Brian's what? two last wins are his two here's biggest a, wins of his like, AEW world. I, I right think now. Brian wins because Moxie's has a vacation time yeah, too. Well, like secretly. Well, like, also, I don't know if he's going to actually yeah. go on that anymore because of the stuff that happened, but you and could easily give it to Brian and then he leaves. And looking at it from the Trouble. from a from a story perspective, okay, so Punk just beat Moxley clean. And now okay, Punk's out, whatever. It very much feels like oh, we're just going to pivot right back. And it's like, "Oh, never mind, never mind, never mind." Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't jive the same way. Brian's had a tough road, right? Two good matches against Jericho and Hangman. I think it's the time. I think you give Brian and two. Here's the thing. I would have honestly just preferred this just to be to be the guy to face MJF. I think it would have been a lot easier that way. But if you're gonna give it to somebody, why not give it to Brian? Because then, as long as Brian's on your roster, you can say he's a former AEW World Champion. So he's always in the conversation. He's always gonna be anyways. Brian Danielson. But to have the connotation, former World Champion for our company, now you go, man. Moxie's a former world champion. Yeah. Brian's a former and world you, champion. And you know what was like, interesting was when they yeah. when they pulled up the uh, the accomplishments things before yeah. the matches, it was right. like, all right, Sammy Guevara's a three-time TNT, TNT champion. champion. Right. Moxie's a two-time world champion. Right. Uh, Jericho's a former AEW yeah. world champion. And then they had to go, Brian's like a six-time world champion. Right. But none of those are with us. Yeah, exactly. It was all in, all, in, all in other spots. Exactly. So it was like, they he was the only one that didn't have the accolade right. to like, even if he was a tag champ, you could right. be like, oh, former, AEW, yeah. former right. tag champ. Like, right. he had like nothing, so you had to like... Had a good match with Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah. Went to time limit draw and... Lost clean to... And lost clean to hand hand is yeah. what he did. So right. it was like, it's like having this world title thing now like gives him that edge. Exactly. So if they ever do this again, you could be like, oh, at least he's a former world champion or former whatever. Yeah. So I think Brian should win. I, well, think, Brian, I think it's a pickup. Yeah. I think, I think Brian should win. win. I think then you go into you know, I, I just think that at that point, right? Then you have time to develop a story with him and MJF. It's going to be about the title at the end of the day, right? But yeah. Brian could be like, look, dude, it doesn't matter. I faced worse odds, right? You can. He's like, I, you know, I beat the head of a other company. And then they're two hand-picked stars to become world champion. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think I'm afraid of you and your weird firm people, which, yeah. by the way, most random group of guys ever. Um, you know, I, I, it's going to go to MGF anyway at the end of the day. Yeah. I think it's better going to him at the end of the day because he's a heel, right? Yes. It's just easier to book heel champions that way. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but this match will be good though, and I think I think this match will be awesome. And I think too, I think it, I think having a new world champion be a new world champion, I think helps mm-hmm. too. So yeah, all right. So that's dynamite for you. Yep, there you go. And then we go to rampage that people. And rampage, I think people are gonna be like, I'll watch some stuff on rampage. Yeah. All right, we will start this off with the rematch from All Out <laughs> that everyone was asking for. Oh. Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks. Woo! Now, this is the match. This should be on a Rampage or a Dynamite, not on my pay-per-view screen where I have to pay $50 to watch it. Yeah. Um, this would be more competitive. Uh-huh. I wouldn't even be shocked to see Ricky get the win. I could see Ricky get the win. Yeah. Um, and then we have a blow-off for the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm good with this. Much better than yep. being on pay-per-view. Okay. Uh, next up, we got the Jericho Appreciation Society, Angelo Parker and Matt Menard taking on Action Bronson and Hook. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Give me sure. something. Give me something. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society wins because <laughs> of the actual tag team, I guess. Action Bronson's not even a wrestler, so it's like... It's it's two on one against Hook, and Hook's going to win. Uh, maybe. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Everyone's <laughs> in love with this dude. He's never said five, three, he's never said five words, but I mean, K... Sure. Next. <laughs> potty I, during this one. I, I really want, I was like, I saw this one. I was like, oh, Rob's reaction. Ah, this one's going to be awesome. All right. <laughs> Listen, if I got to sit through Baron Corbin versus name a guy, I can sit through this. So. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got TBS title match. Jade Cargill taking on Diamante. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I was saying Diamante, yeah. and then you said doesn't matter. I was yeah. like, is that her name? Oh I was like, that's her name. Yeah, okay, next. Now, here's what I will say. I would not be shocked on Dynamite because of the Rose injury and everything to see Jade come out at some point and be like, hmm? You want you this? Know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, at sure. some point you're going to have to build Jade Cargill to go for the world title, right? Yes. So, like, how many times is she going to beat the last three women that, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I 100% Like, agree. we thought Athena was at least going to go more than four minutes, and she still got steamrolled. So, at some point, somebody has got to do it. Step up. Yep. Um, next up, we have the Jungle Boy Open Invitational, which was answered by Ray Phoenix. Whoa. So, we're getting J- Jungle Boy versus Ray Phoenix, which Jungle Boy will probably win. Uh, uh, you think so? Christian Cage come back, interferes. You well, got Luchasaurus out there. Yeah, I, you still think I, I'm going, going to be here? confident in okay. Jungle Boy here. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter. No, not it at all. So that's why like, I, I don't mean, care. Ray Phoenix is in it, so I'll watch it because yeah. he's great. Yeah. So. I think the match, yeah, quality of it will yeah. be really good. Yeah. Does it matter? Not really. It'll probably open the show, too. That will probably open the show. Yeah. All right. Um, well, this is really a step down. Next up, the Blood Feud. Eddie yeah. Kingston, Sammy Guevara. Now these two actually like don't like each other like generally, yeah. so I think this could be kind of interesting. Um, who wins? I'm gonna say Kingston wins. I would probably say Kingston too. Yeah, I think we're getting to the point where I feel like they tried to. I think they're trying to make Eddie Kingston's like, oh, every time he's in this, it's gonna be this awesome thing. I go, yeah, but it's different when you're in the ring with Chris Jericho uh-huh. or John Moxley and Sammy Guevara. Nothing yeah. against Sammy, yeah, just different tiers. Yeah, you know what I mean. And what I pre- oh okay so there's also before I hit this main what yeah. I think will probably be the main event yeah. I think they're doing a 
Battle Royal AEW yes. title shot. It's not on that. here, yeah. but I remember seeing that I somewhere. do think they are doing something like that. So I if you have any like. shot in the dark of who's going to probably challenge Brian or yeah. Moxley. On another big television show before Full before Gear. Full Gear. Um, shit. Ugh. The title, the 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 poster card had like Hangman, Penta, and I think I someone could, else. I mean, Hangman wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. I don't want Penta because I think like I don't like having champions of other divisions be challenging for the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Unless you're going know. to give them the title, like Jake Cargill is an I'll exception. Try to, I'll try to, to see if um, anyone has like who's who might even be in this match. I mean, I don't know. It's gonna be somebody weird, right? Like Lance Archer comes back and wins it, or something weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So the the four, <laughs> so the four people. So it's the Golden Ticket, the Rampage Grand Slam Golden Ticket Battle Royal. It's a lot of words. There's a lot of words. <laughs> the four people pictured in the in the picture for it is yeah. Hangman, Penta, Jay Lethal, and Lance Archer. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how you can just cherry pick that shit? Yeah. I would be all for Jay Lethal winning it. Yeah, Jay Lethal could win. That'd I'd be, be all fun. for it. I think we'll still, I'm still salty that he's not the television champion for Ring of Honor right now, but that's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sure. Jay Lethal. Why the hell not? Him and Le- him and Brian could tear the house down. Yes. So yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We like that one. Yeah. Uh. Okay. I have no idea. No picks. So I don't care. I don't care. It's not gonna matter. No. And then MJF wins it. I get two title shots now. <laughs> I challenge myself. I can challenge myself later. Good God. Um. All right. What I presume will be the main event here. Uh. No disqualification match. House of Black. Brody King and Buddy Matthews. Takes on Darby Allen and Sting. It's Sting. Notice how Malachi Black is no longer a thing. Listen, I will say this about the House of Black stuff though. Brody King and Buddy Matthews as a tag team could be legit. Those are two very yeah. talented, capable performers. Buddy Matthews is awesome, severely underrated, and Brody King is too. Brody King's a big dude. He's an athletic freak for being as big as he is. Um, this match is gonna suck because Sting is sixty-five. And is out there. I love Sting. I think he's one of my absolute favorites. I just watched some old TNA 2008 when he became world champion. That's not a joke. I literally just watched it yesterday. On the Impact Plus app, which sucks, by the way. Um, you're shaking your head because you know, like, you're like, how, where? How do you even pull that out of the, somewhere? But, yeah. I, I would have never just, like, Do you think they're, Do you think that they're at this point they're kind of just don't know what to do with Darby? So they're just kind of like. Yeah, just put him with Sting until they can find something for him. Yeah. Maybe, probably. I'm kind of waiting for Sting or Darby to turn heel on one another mm-hmm. and go that route. I'd be kind of down for that. I think like that would make. I think that would add some levels to like Darby's character, you know, where you're stealing my spotlight, old man, that mm-hmm. type deal, you know. Or Sting kind of being like, "Dude, I tried, but you're just not getting it," because he hasn't won anything big in a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Darby hasn't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. House of Black wins, I guess, because they lost at the pay per view. Yeah. Know. I have House of Black too. Sure, but it's not I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Rampage is a major step down from. from it's really funny because they, they like they want two hours for what? what you... Yeah, so I, I think it's funny because like they like they could have definitely intertwined. Yes, some of these Put and a like women's title match out there. But oh. where's your? You're not gonna have a TNT title match on this entire time. No, he's gonna beat Tony Nese in ten seconds. Yeah. Oh God, it's so yeah. frustrating to me. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. I'm okay. Yeah, it's okay. I guess. Um, that's gonna. Be, yeah, we're gonna be at the Chippewa Valley Dakota game anyway. Shout out if you see us there. Yeah, that's <laughs> Come funny. say hi. Yeah. But uh, 
yeah anyway all right that's gonna be it for this week's show guys we'll review obviously the big news and notes coming out of that show obviously a new world champion being crowned um we're gonna do another lion's check-in depending on how the hell week two goes you know we never know um next week though episode 200 mike any thoughts before we get there anything you want to say to the say to the people out there the the six people out there i really hope that justin herbert's cartilage doesn't impact him very much <laughs> yeah exactly i really hope lion's offensive line stops dying that'd be great oh that'd um, be kind of cool too yeah, actually just, every once just a little just, bit just to have all just like four out of five starters playing. yeah and hopefully lamar jackson's a line next year I'm going to leave it at that because that's a great way to end this show. That's episode 199, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 200 next week coming your way. Big news coming out of that show for sure. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck, so I'm Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka. We will see you guys, as always, next time.